Welcome, 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 everybody. Shabbat Shalom. We're having a little special. Every time we have these, these gatherings, it's special, you know. Got a lot of great things happening. We want to do some great prayer today for one of our family members, uh, Rick Summers. I want to bring that to the top of attention. Melanie will be chatting on that. And we're going to do a special prayer for Rick today. He's got some uh, procedures he's dealing with, with the heart. We just had a big one we dealt with here in Colombia. We're down in South America at my in-laws, my wife's uh, family's place. And we spreading the word down here too, by the way. So the Spanish expansion, we're even going to turn up a whole new level. So uh, I'm going to share this with y'all real quick. Tell me if y'all can see this. See my screen? You see that, man? All right. I think you might have said yes. You're on mute. Let's see here. All right. So, gotta get the chain up. So, here we go, guys. True scriptures. This is like correct translation. So, y'all know about the true scripture project that we're doing. If you go over to promote the truth.com forward slash contribute, Lena, you can put that in the, in the chat. You can get information on this project. So, this is me going back through. This is my third time through Barashit Genesis. It's my third time through. And now after I get through with this third time, I'll be able to start rocking all the way through the scriptures. I've already got all of uh, Barashit done. Now I'm coming back and I am going through it to make sure everything is tight, make sure the translation is on point. And uh, let's talk about this one here. Abram before he was Abraham. And this is from the truth scriptures, which we believe will be the most accurate English translation in the world. We're very confident in that. Has no pharisaical uh, or Judaism. It has none of that uh, influence on it whatsoever. It is straight Abari, which is Hebrew translation. And we've got a chart we're putting together to show you the progression of language that you guys are going to like. Uh, but now Yahuwah said to Abram, before he was Abraham, leave out of your country and from your family and from your father's house and go to the land that I will show you. And I will make a great nation from you. And I will bless you and make your name great and you will be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse them that curse you. And from you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So what did Abram do? He left. I think we really underestimate how powerful this obedience is. Because most of us understand how comfortable it is, how secure we feel, being in our homeland and our hometown and our with our family around us. But Yahuwah told Abram, time to jet. And so what did Abram do? Abram left. Says, it says he went. So Abram went as Yahuwah had told him to do. And Lut, also known as Lot, correct spelling Lut, went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took his wife, Shari, who most people call Sarai, who became Sarah. 
And Abram took his wife, Shari, and Lut, his brother's son, that was his nephew, and all their belongings that they had accumulated and all the people that they had gathered with them in Haran, they set out to go to the land of Canaan. I'm sorry, Canaan. Canaan. Sorry. And into the land of Canaan, they arrived. And Abram passed through the land and came to a place near Shechem, as far as the oak tree of Murah. And the Canaanim, that means the people of Canaan, were in the land. And Yahuwah appeared to Abram. Here we go now. Here we turn up. And Yahuwah appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your seed. And there Abram built an altar to Yahuwah, who had appeared to him. Then he left from there and traveled to the mountain to the east of Batal and pitched his tent in between Batal and the west of Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to Yahuwah. And what did he do there? And he called on the name of Yahuwah. It is significant that they really point that out and I bold that from time to time. And he called on the name of Yahuwah, significant. Then Abram continued to travel towards the south. And there was a famine in the land. So Abram went down to Matsri. Now we got the correct spelling for him. It's not Mitzrium, it's Matsri. That's Egypt, people call it Egypt. So Abram went down to Matsri to live there because the famine was so, so was severe in the land. And it came to be when he was about to enter into Matri that he said to his wife, Shari, listen now, I know that you are a beautiful woman to look at. And it will be when the Matrium see you, that's the Egyptians, see you, that they will say, this is his wife and they will kill me, but they will keep you alive. Please say that you are my, please, okay, watch this. This is a trip here. Because a lot of us think we got we, all this perfection and stuff that that when you mess up, a lot of people think they get so hard on themselves. But watch what some of these greatest characters, these greatest people of old, watch different shenanigans they would do. That's what cracks me up. All right? Please say you are my sister. So Abram told Shari, his wife, Tell them you're my sister. Otherwise, they're going to kill me. Now, before we move on, who told Abram to leave that land in the first place? All the way back up here in, in verse 1 of chapter yeah. 2. Yahuwah told him to leave. But yet we find here, Abram, what? Right here we find Abram having He's some afraid. <laughs> He was afraid. So that it may be well with me for your sake and that my life may live because of you, verse 14. And it came to be when Abram arrived in Matsri, the Matsrium saw the woman and that she was very beautiful. And the officials of Parah, who was Parah? That's Pharaoh, 
correct spelling would be para. Treated Abram very good. Why? <clears throat> because of because of her, Sharon. Abram, <clears throat> now watch what happens here. Abram was given sheep, oxen, male and female donkeys, male and female servants, and camels. His wealth building begins, even though he didn't do everything correctly. He did the first thing very correct when he heard specifically from Yahuwah. Yahuwah said, get out of that land and go to the land I will give you. And, but, but what happened? But Yahuwah, verse 17, caused a plague <laughs> to come up on Parah because of Shari, Abram's wife. And Parah called Abram and said, what is this you have done to you? Why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister so that I took her to be my wife? Now, look, here is your wife. Take her and go away from here. And Parah commanded his men concerning Abram, and they sent him on his way with his wife and all that he had. So that is one of the chapters from the true scriptures that I wanted to share with the fam. And uh, thought y'all would get a kick out of, you know, being able to see that story, but also be blessed for being able to see solid translation. So let's talk about what y'all learned from this, this lesson from Barashit chapter 12, verse 1 all the way through the end. What y'all pick up? Let's talk. Anybody like to chime in? Well, I would like to say something. Yes, ma'am. I think that, you know, this don't only apply to living or where we at, but a lot of times we we hear Yahuwah and how we know is because we believe in him. And there's things, I don't know if it happened to you guys, but sometimes you are like laying down or you're taking your shower and out of the blue, you just you just start thinking on stuff that that was not your intention on on going into those thoughts. And for me, a lot of times I take in like is Yahuwah telling me you better do that. And I actually hmm, uh, had had uh, some feelings while my my dad was going toward the towards the uh, surgery. The weeks before my parents, they was raised Catholic and I was raised Catholic and here in the house, it was very uncomfortable for, for me because I can feel the energy and they have all these statues and they have all these um, different idols around the house. But, you know, it's my parents' house. So, you know, I'm like, I need to be respectful. Right. But all the, all the time um, we arrive a week before his surgery. And during those days, I was feeling this thing inside of me, but I was like afraid of, you know, I don't want to start in a fight, just throwing away things that are no mine, right? They're just coming to my parents' house and, and just, you know, especially during those times that it was so stressful for my parents. So, but the day of the surgery, I was knocked out. I was sleeping. But at six in the morning, I heard a voice that woke me up. Like I felt something and I woke up at six in the morning. 
And he said, you better throw everything in the garbage or your dad will die today. And I immediately woke up. I didn't even woke up Jay or my son or nobody. I just woke up. And it's like if he was guiding me through the whole house, through every single corner, drawers, uh, things that was hanging uh, behind things. It was crazy. But it was just this feeling. And I was Get just- a little more specific so nobody's guessing. What type of things, man? Uh, crosses. So, you know, so the family's very Catholic. And hmm. so, there was crosses, there was virgins, there was uh, oils in containers that they said there was like this uh, miracle thing, uh, oils, miracle water, waters, there was different, uh, those uh, colors that they put with the, with the dots, and uh, they have different brochures, they have different stamps, um, he changed with, with crosses, with uh, JSUS, and all this, there was different things around the house with this kind of idols. And I just took everything. Like, Yahuwah was just taking me through every single room of the house. And I was just with a bag of garbage, and I was just throwing everything away. And then I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? But at that point, that fear that I have that week before, I, I didn't have it at that moment. My fear was my dad is going to die and I need to listen to what Jehu is saying. So he told me, get out of the house and go to the, uh, this is a gated community. So at the gate, they have a chute where they just throw the garbage. So I went there and I normally give the garbage to the person that is there. But even Jehu said, it was like a voice came out of me and said, do not touch it nobody touched this and I myself throw it in the garbage and um we live in the outsides of the city hmm. so close to the house maybe like three five minutes walking there's a river and uh there's no other gated communities around they're like really far so going out of this area for me at six in the morning by myself it was not that safe but I hear this voice, get out of the gated community and walk towards the river. And I walk towards the river and it's still a little bit in my brain is like, you can get kidnapped or something like no kidnapped, but somebody can make you something bad because there's, you know, bad people at that time or something like that. And I went under, there was a bridge and, and I went under that and, it, and he told me, get in the water. You need to clean yourself of what you just touched. And I got in the water. I cleaned myself. And I noticed that on the other side of the river, there was like six or seven people that was doing, that was the Passover day uh, too. And there was a group of people that they was doing some kind of ritual or something, but they was together. And after I cleaned myself and I was all wet, I started screaming. Jehua saved, Jehua saved in Spanish. And they start screaming, yes, yes. And I'm like, how do they even know what I'm talking about? And it was the most beautiful experience I've ever had. But I felt what you just read in the scriptures. We sometimes have fear of things. But it's when we have the courage to 
do what our father call us to do, that we get those blessings. And my dad that day went into surgery and he came, the, the surgeon came out after four hours of surgery and he said, everything went okay. When I went to see him, I was the first one to went into the, into the, into the room, into the ICU room after his surgery. And he was gone. Like he was, his color, he didn't have colors. His eyes was gone. He was not responding. And, and after trying to talk to the doctors to figure out what was happening with him, he started convuls convuls convulsing um, and, and shaking and everything. And I knew that there was something wrong. And I felt he was, he was leaving us. He was, go he was gone. And I started screaming at him, remember what I told you about Yahuwah? Remember what I told you about Yahuwah? And right there, he clicked. And the doctors was able to stabilize him. And, and then he started touching my hand. He started moving. And it was a process going through that because I never saw my dad like that. And it was four years that I haven't been with my dad because COVID and all the regulations they have between different countries. So ha being able to see him coming back again and then I asked him, do you remember what we talked yesterday? And he shook his head and he started coming a little bit more and more. And thanks to Jehua, he, he came out of that. And days later, uh, after he was able to talk and everything, he told me that he had an experience and he felt that um, Jehua was with him. And he told me, he said, I saw you coming out of the surgery room, holding my hand and walking, going towards the ICU room. And I said, daddy, I was not there with you. And he said, yes, you were. You was holding my hand and you was telling me to stay here with you. So I know if I didn't took that decision, it was a Crazy decision. I knew it was going to be, I thought it was going to be a fight with, especially with my mom, because my dad is more like he, he accept the name. Uh, he's still doing other things, but he accept that's the name. And, but I was like, there's going to be a fight when they, everybody come, comes back home and they don't find their stuff. And the day that I came to the house with my parents, I was bringing my mom. And before she came inside of the house, I said, mom, I have to tell you something. I had to save daddy's life, but I had to do something really drastic. And she said, what happened? And I said, I had to throw everything away. And she's like, what do you mean? And I said, you know what I mean? I've been talking to you about it. And all the begging things you have in the house, I throw everything away. And you know what? I was expecting a fight from her. And she said, it's okay, I understand. When Yahoo is asking you to do something, he will make sure. If he's asking you for that, it's because he got a plan. He have a plan. And we didn't have any fight. Then my dad, obviously, he came into his room and everything was clean. And I, I told him to, you saw, you saw what I did. And he's like, you did right. And that story 
just just brought me back to what I had to do and and I hope the story encouraged you guys to when you hear a call from the father even though it feels like scary sometimes just go for it because he got a plan I'd like to comment on that um so, you know, this is a, a, a beautiful um, count that you shared with us, Lena. And one of the things that it underscores, tell her to turn it down. One of the things that it underscores is the whole purpose of why the why the the truth scripture project is actually important. You see, you won't find those instructions that you just shared that the Spirit put upon your heart in the Ten Commandments. You won't find them necessarily in the Gospel, but the Spirit. And this goes back with what Jay was saying earlier. The spirit of Yahuwah moved upon Abraham and told him to do. Told him to do. And he was honored for doing what Yahuwah said do. The scripture is a is is a, a, a complete summary of what Yahuwah has asked us to do. And if he says turn right, we turn right. If he says turn left, we turn left. If he says go straight, we go straight. And the scripture, the totality of the scripture is vital for all the world, not just for Yahudans, okay? Because remember John the Baptist who came to Herod, who was not a Hebrew, and he said, it's not lawful for you to have your brother's wife as your wife. So what was he basing that on? The scripture. And and Herod was not a was was not a Hebrew. So it, what it, he was saying that this is not lawful for you, as a Gentile. So the scripture is paramount. The scripture is paramount that people understand that it is a message from Yahuwah. And if we follow the scripture, we will elevate it above every theory, every idea, every thought, every tradition of man. And Yahuwah, like Abraham, will bless us and bless others because we are elevating the scripture here. We should not look for opportunity to minimize the scripture, but we should look for every opportunity to exalt the scripture. Exalt the scripture. 
So it's anytime, you know, we, we um, perceive, okay, that Yahuwah is calling us to a closer relationship with his word, we should consider that as like, yes, <laughs> yes. You know, he wants to bring us closer to him, which means closer relationship, which means kingdom bound. We are headed for the kingdom. And there's nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing in this world to trade than for what Yahuwah has planned for everyone that loves and obey him. So we just have to just praise Yahuwah. You know, there's many situations uh, that he, he brings us through. And our model, you see, your model was Abraham. Okay? Your model was Abraham. And Yahuwah put that account there, okay, of Abraham leaving the land of the Chaldees, okay, in the scripture knowing that he left behind you know wealth and because he, he was Abraham was a was a prince even there okay and because his father was the chief captain of Nimrod and the list goes on as far as his opportunity if he had traded okay like Moses the scripture says about Moses that um he did not consider you know, the opportunities in Egypt, but rather was willing to be counted as a, you know, as one who was a servant, okay? And he followed the spirit of Yahuwah and didn't look back and say, oh, I can have all this. So Yahuwah is, is helping us and he, he's, he's wanting us to look at the scripture Okay, the scripture is the fundamental standard of righteousness. Okay, we, for example, just say this real quick. When Yahuwah gave Adam, I, I, when he gave Adam and Eve their food, their first sustenance, it was fruits. Okay, fruits of the tree and fruits of the field. But after sin, Yahuwah commanded Adam to eat those herbs, eat that grass, eat that stuff, that green stuff that the beasts eat, okay? That was a commandment. I've known people who were call themselves fruititarians. They believe that they should only eat fruits because that was Adam's first diet. But wait a minute. Yahuwah gave them the green herb. And he says, you need to eat those green herbs after sin. So who am I to now say, listen, I'm only eating fruit. Who am I? I'm not following Yahuwah. I'm not, there's no commandment that says thou shalt eat uh, uh, herbs or eat fruit in the 10 commandments. But I must follow the scripture, the example of the written word, okay? And so we must follow what Yahuwah has commanded, period. And you know, we, we see that through the word, the written word. So praise Yahuwah for your experience, how he's helped you to help us and to show us the importance of the word of Yahuwah above everything. It's above everything. That's a speak. Hallelujah. Brother Kevin. Thank you, Brother Tom. Brother Kevin. What's up?
Hey, Shabbat Shalom. How's everyone? You know, I just want to say to Lena and Tao's point, um, those examples along with um, Avram's uh, situation in uh, Egypt, the bottom line is following instructions. That's what all the scriptures, there's so many examples of that. The bottom line is believers who love Yahuwah and have faith, if you truly believe and truly have faith, you will follow instructions. Just like Lena, she was told to throw away all that food. Now, she was so worried about what her parents would have thought, she wouldn't have followed Yahuwah's instructions with faith and you have to go on faith and realize that he has your back. Now, Abraham knew that Yahuwah had his back. How could he go back on that? So that's the bottom line, following Yahuwah's instructions. Same thing with uh, uh, Adam and Eve, same thing. He gave them simple instructions but they didn't follow those instructions. So there's repercussions for that. If they would have followed his instructions or Eve, then things would think how different things would be. You know, so that's all I wanted to say about it. It's about following instructions by any means necessary and having faith if you truly believe. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, who his instructions are simple hmm? too. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. What? Brother, brother Jay? Brother Manny. Brother, brother Jay, shalom, man. How you doing? I have some Willie. Good to, good to I have to throw in some things here. Go ahead, Willie. I got you on. Um, brother Jay, what I got from the scripture that you displayed for us, that you've been working on, praise Yahuwah, was the calling, the calling. Ever since Adam, when he breathed the breath of lives into the first Adam, when he fell into apostasy and sin from disobedience, there was a calling. When he was looking for Adam in the cool, walking through the garden in the cool of the day, and he said, Adam, where art thou? That was a calling. He was calling to see. He already knew what he had done, just like when 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 um, Cain, when um, Cain killed his brother when his blood was crying out. He already knew. That he had what he had done and that disobedience, but there's been a calling for us ever since. Every time we fall into a sinful situation or apostasy, our great deliverer Yahuwah, yes. he is there to mm -hmm. to pull us to throw a lifeline to pull us out of those situations. So yes. when he called Abram from out of his homeland. That was another calling. He's always calling us. He said, y'all come out of her, my people. He want us to come out of our sinful ways and repent, you know, do the right thing, you know, and, 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 and respect his law, his, be fear him. He's our Elohim, the creator of us. So he's always, it's several verses in the New Testament or Old Testament said about the calling. He called us to be his priests. He want us to be his priests you know, and, and, and walk assuredly before him. So it's always a calling coming. I've been listening. That's why, you know, the, the um, Deuteronomy says, 
the, the word in Hebrew says to hear Yahuwah, you know, to hear Yahuwah. We got to listen to the voice of our creator. If we can't hear him, you ain't going to miss your calling. You ain't going to know when he's calling you. That's all I wanted to say. Um, my add in, Brother Jay. Yes, Brother Willie over there with a bang. Thank you. Good. That's a good share. Got something to say on that one too, Jay Nolan. I'm in Hebrews chapter 11. Let's and go. It tells you that uh, it says now, and the faith is the substance of what expecting and the proof of things not seen. Now it tells you, for by this the elders obtained witness by belief. We understood that the ages were prepared by the word of Elohim, so that what is seen was not made or was to come. By belief. Abel offered up to Elohim a greater slaughtering offering. Came through the obtained witness that he was righteous. Elohim witnessing of his gifts, and though it having died, he still speaks. So in the Hebrews, it tells you a list of people by belief, Noah having been warned of what was yet unseen, having fear prepared in art to save his house, through which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is according to belief. All these examples are fathers that by belief they obtain a good report by belief they took a leap of faith they listened to the voice of Yahuwah by belief Moshe didn't fear the one the Pharaoh he feared the one that he could not see yeah he took that leap of faith in Hebrews 11 there's examples of faith how they just took a leap of faith depending on Yahuwah regardless of what was going on around them regardless of what thought and that's the example that, you know, we set in our lives. Take a leap of faith. Listen to the voice of Yah. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of Yah yes. and acting on it. Hallelujah. That's what I want to yeah. say. Yes. Hey, y'all bringing that fire here today, fam. Come on. Fire. Yeah. Thank you. That word is like, you say, it's not my word like a fire. <laughs> man, you say, it's we got that word like, like a fire. It's like it's fire now. Y'all coming in hot today. Something's getting stirred up in here. Y'all feel that? Mm-hmm. Man, I was sitting there listening to you. I was like, you know what? He owns something. He's on something. Hallelujah. Something Hallelujah. Like when, you, when you were talking yes, about it, it sparked something in me. Yeah. Which chapter was you in? Chapter 11? I was in Hebrews chapter 11. Yes. Look, look what you're going to make me do. Watch it. <laughs> you won't go there, ain't you? you, know, you y'all know me. If y'all been watching the videos, y'all know at any time I might go in. You know, yeah. Y'all know. At any time, y'all know I might go in. So I'm going to go ahead and pull up. We're going to have our own online software too, fam, by the way. So you will see Promote the Truth online software uh, that we will be having. But I want to go up in here. Now, notice what Brother Manuel brought us to. He brought us over to Abarim. Abarim, actually. Abarim, Hebrews. He used those words to us why this index I'm going to be putting into the True Scripture Project is going to be so awesome. We're going to get the tongues of the nations in one accord. Watch. We're going to have the tongues of the nations. Okay, everybody's language is going to see what happened is they were speaking one language at one time and then Yahuwah did what to them? Scattered them. Don't y'all know that he's now calling us back? He, the, the scattered is getting called back. And watch how when we get this language down, it's going to be powerful. Now, what did Brother Manuel say here? What, what, let's look at this first verse of Abari. 
Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I want y'all to look at those first two words. What's those first two words say? Go back to the man. What's those first two words say? Now faith. Now faith. What kind of faith? Now. Right. He is giving us the description of what kind of faith just in one word. You pick that up? Y'all pick that up? One word gave us everything we needed to stay in our power, in the power of Yahuwah. The instruction is now. And if we realize that there is no other time but now, look, now faith, the, the, the type of faith will give us the substance. So the flat, so the what will happen is the word has an opportunity to become flesh in our lives. So what we're doing is we're hoping for the words that we say. We want those words, the things that we think about, the things that we're praying on, we want them to come true. Do we want them that they're not seen? How do we make them seen? How do we make them seen is that we got to make them a substance. How do we make them a substance? We got to have faith. What kind of faith is the now faith? And what we got to do is we have to accept this power of now. We are not where we came from. And we are not yet where we're going to go. In order to stay in Yahuwah's true power, what I picked up right there and how I am, a, I am disciplining myself. I'm witnessing to y'all as my family. I am specifically disciplining myself every day to only think about now. The only time that there is every day for me is now. When I stay in just now, Brother Dwayne, guess what? I can be happy when? Right now. I can be <laughs> happy right now. See? Even though I went through heartache, yes, my dad shot himself when I was seven. Right in front of my mother. Right, next to, right there close to me. And for years, that would just come up in my mind. That would just creep up on me. And I couldn't figure out how I could never be happy. You want to know why? Because I was looking back when? Back then. I that was back then faith. <laughs> you see? But once I accepted what Brother Manuel said, and I started working, working in my now faith and saying, Jay, the only time there is is now. I, I, that's, that's, that's right now. Yahuwah is right with me where? Right now. Soon as I came into that faith, it's like that pain dissipated. Now, the challenge we got to do with the kahal, anybody familiar with the word kahal, right? We, we were used to going to, for many of us, it's been an organized religion for years. We were used to going to something called a church. Well, no, no, no. Church is, is, is not a good word in no shape, form, or facet. Do the etymology on that word, and you don't want nothing to do with the word church. Trust me. Circus. Have y'all done, done the etymology on that, Brother Dwayne? Have we went back and looked at that word? Then we know that that word is not a good word, 
right? That word comes from Circe. The, 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 the what? The, the pagan, quote, Allahim. Circe, which means seance, sorcery, or circus. That's the only three things the word church means. That's it. So pick one of the three. Whenever you hear somebody say, we going to church, are right, you going to the seance? You going to the circus? Or y'all going to practice some sorcery? And if we paid attention to any of us that was in the church, that's all that was happening. It was a circus, primarily. It's sorcery going on there. It's seances. It's mind spelling on people. People not even questioning. People not even being told, go read the preface of this scripture that you brought in here. All right, so why am I bringing up Kahal? Because people say, well, what is y'all's faith? What do y'all believe? We are the Kahal. What did Brother Willie say? Yahoo is always what? Calling us. What does Kahal mean? The called out ones. How many of y'all are part of the Kahal? Who's been called? Raise your hand. Hallelujah. In the Kahal, right? Raise your hand if you're in the Kahal. If you've been called out. Right now, watch, because I'm going to come in hot, then I'll open it back up before we get out of here in about 10 minutes. I'm coming in hot, I promise you, because Manuel got me tore up. Willie and Kevin, all y'all, Tawo, y'all got me. I was sitting over just chilling. But now I'm like, oh, there it comes. Oh, here comes the Ruah. Here comes Yahuwah Ruah into this presence, and he's ready for that fire to happen right now. He goes, y'all are the call, the called out ones. And then he says, Go into the scriptures. I don't know why somebody, y'all got to hear this today. Somebody in here, you got to really hear what I'm going to say right now. All right, I want y'all to finish this for me. Come off mute if y'all can finish this. Who the sun sets free. Who somebody finished that? It's free indeed. It's free indeed. See, if you're part of the Kahal, that means you've been called out that means now, who are you called to? Yahuwah HaMashiach. And if he sets you free, and how are you going to know you're set free? Because you got the power to exercise now faith. That's the only way you're going to know you're free. If you go back and you start crying and complaining and moaning about what happened to you in the past, how was you then free indeed? See, the word indeed is emphatic. Who the son sets free is free indeed. All who call on the name of Yahuwah shall be saved. When you, what? Kahal, there you go, brother. When you call on the name of Yahuwah, it says that you need to be immersed, not just call on his name. You need to be immersed into his name. How do you know you're immersed? I got children all over me right now. I know he's in me. See, I'm immersed into his name because I got the fire. Yahuwah, the immerser, John the Baptist said what? I'm going to baptize you with water. But there's one coming after me whose shoelaces I'm unworthy to untie. He will baptize you, immerse you with what? The fire. What does the fire do? The fire gives you the ability to exercise now faith so that when Yahuwah calls you, 
as Kevin said, now you can be obedient to the simple instructions. So he's called us to be a what? To be a witness. Now, when I'm done with this, when y'all see me hit end on here, I'm going to go record something that's going up on Promote the Truth. Y'all know I do these hot ones every now and then. I'm going to do a whole lot more. I'm going to do a hot one. It's called, y'all going to hear it first when it comes out. You'll see the title. It's called The Power of Persecution. Oh, that's a different one, ain't it? Look at, look, look at, look at Sister Georgia. She, oh, snap. The Power of Persecution. How do you know that you and Yahoo are rocking the right way? How do you know that you are a servant of the Mashiach? How do you know for sure? Well, you're going to have that fire in you, number when the one. Heat is turned up, brother. Huh? When the Come heat on. is turned up. That's when right. See? Turned up seven times. Yes. The Shabbat. Seven times. Shabbat. Call on Yahuwah, man. Give a good seven call. Go get you in, go get in the shop, go to the lake, go somewhere, get in some water and call on him seven times. And watch, here's what's going to happen. How do you know that you are a called out one? How do you know that you can approach the throne boldly? Yahusha HaMashiach said, they're going to hate you because of me. The world hated me first. So if you ain't got some good old-fashioned hate coming your way, you probably ain't on fire. Did I hit anybody right there? Right? And the only way you're going to be able to walk through the fire, number one is you're supposed to have some good old-fashioned hate, a.k.a. persecution, being thrown at you. I get grade A persecution coming at me. I get a grade A. I get it. Well, y'all won't believe it. They come at me from every angle they can imagine on this earth. He knows. Shatan knows my calling. He knows what Yahuwah has put in me and my obedience to that. And I'm telling you, I could not make it without now faith. I couldn't do it. If I didn't stay in now faith, if I happen to look back, what did he tell Luke's wife? What did he tell Lot? Luke's wife. Don't you look back. Look back. Uh-huh. Don't you look back. See, we're only a few chapters away from that on the, on the translation. Don't you look back. Yahuwah has told me and is telling you all today, stop looking back. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. And when you're free indeed, he gave you the fire to be his witness, to go stir it up in this earth. Matit Yahoo 10, 34. Do not think I've come to bring peace to this earth. I did not come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. What did my wife do? She said, I don't care if we tear this house up. Because she's dealing with Matit Yahoo 10. When he says, don't think I come to bring peace. Mother will be against daughter. Father against son. A person's enemy will be in their own what? Household. All right, that's my little flame for the day. Y'all, this is what y'all did. Look, y'all gonna make me run down the street. Got me all tore up. You know, um, praise Yahuwah. You know, there, there's uh, in Romans, Romans 3.22, 
and in Revelation 14, 12, you know, it talks about this faith, this belief, you know, it says we need, you know, only the righteous are going to inherit the kingdom. Okay, keep that. We need to keep that in mind. Only the righteous are going to inherit the kingdom. Yeah, just say it one more time. Say it one more time. Even the only the righteous are going to inherit the kingdom. Hallelujah. Only the righteous. It says, even the righteousness of Elohim, which is by faith of Yahusha Hamashiach, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there's no difference. You see, it's the faith of Yahusha. Husha, the type is talking about the type of faith, the quality of faith. It's not just talking about belief in Yahusha. It's talking about the faith that Yahusha had when he walked this earth. He trusted his father's instructions verbatim and followed it to the T. You see, that's that now faith that Jay is talking about. Wow. That's that now faith. And then in Revelation 14, it says, here is the patience of the set-apart ones. Here are they that keep the commandments of Elohim and have the faith of Yahusha. Okay? It's the quality of our belief. Do we have that faith that Yahusha walked with? That is ours to have now. Not later, but now. And that's what would, that's what Yahushua was bringing. That's the fire that Yahushua was bringing, was that commitment to walk with the Father every moment, every second of the day. Hallelujah. And as he would lead, we would respond and walk with him all the way. Go ahead now. Go ahead now. This, this is get good. We're going to get the wine now. Sister Melanie, I, it's all hot. <laughs> Yahoo is all up in here, Sister Melanie. And Sister Melanie's got a request to bring to the table. Come on. What you got, sis? We're going to pray on it right here, right now. We're going to, why the fire is hot. Um, my husband, Rick, is going to have a heart procedure tomorrow. Uh, it's relatively new. It's called a watchman. Um, the left ventricle of your heart has this little place in it. it it's just like a little finger hanging down there. It doesn't do anything. But uh, if you have a condition called AFib, which he has, the heart doesn't pump right. It, it will go, instead of it going dump, dump, da-dump, his just goes dump, da-da-dump, dump. dump then pause and then maybe it'll do natural then and it's all about the 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 um impulses the electrical impulses that the brain gives it and so what happens is blood gets into that little fingerling thing that's in the left ventricle and since his heart doesn't pump right it can stay in there and cause clots which is why people who have afib are um prone to strokes so he has to take some really, really, you know, severely uh, uh, blood thinners. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happens is they put this, it's made for every single person because everybody's body is different. They have to, they went in and they did an MRI of his heart and they made this little 
thing called the watchman that, res that resembles a crown. It's rounded on top and then it's got the little teethy things in it. So they take it, they go through the groin, they go up through and they place that inside this, this little fingerling thing and it blocks it off so that blood can't get into it so that it relative, what it does is it goes in there and then a piece of skin from the heart will grow over it basically fixing that so it's not even there and so that relieves the stroke he he won't have to worry about having a stroke that gets that has blood clots formed in that so they can get him off of this medication that he has to take for blood thinners and um and then he won't have to worry about a, a stroke but this procedure is happening tomorrow and so i'm kind of asking for your prayers because even though it's it's relatively new and they wouldn't do it if it, if it wasn't safe there's still you know that that little thing in there of uh you know hopefully uh, he won't have a stroke and nothing will go wrong but like everything else things can happen so i'm asking for your prayers and Sister Melanie is, is is standing in a position that a lot of households are in. She's called on the name of Yahuwah, and he's not yet called on the name of Yahuwah. So she's a witness to him. Oh, yeah. So this is another witnessing strong opportunity. Yeah. And Melanie, you, you got to be just strong as all get out and talk to him. And I'm going to send him a message, by the way. I want you to get the message to him. I'm going to send him a message from Yahuwah. Brother Jack. Yahoo is calling him right now to pay attention, to follow some basic instructions. That's why people's lives keep getting cut short. We're supposed to live to 120 years of age, but we're we're believing these lies and we got it. We're gonna bring an exposure to it. So we're gonna pray for Brother Rick because I'm gonna tell y'all something. He is not called on the name of Yahuwah, but he's been respectful. Uh he's been so supportive of myself. In some very difficult times, my wife, our family, he's shown us so much love and, and, and support, and he got a very kind heart. But, you know, he grew up, and, and, and a lot of times, I got a lot more respect for people like Rick, who has more of that kind of the agnostic type of a faith, because he was so turned off by the Cersei, the church. He saw all the craziness going on in the church. And so instead of being fake, he says, I don't want to be fake. <laughs> so I got a lot of respect for that. So we're going to pray for Brother Rick that Yahuwah uses this. We're going to pray that Yahuwah uses this to hit that little small, still voice that can change a person like that. A person can be going that way and all of a sudden something hit them like a Shaul, Paul. He can have that Damascus experience and see Yahushua right now. So I'm going to pray on this one. All right, y'all, we're going to wind it out with a prayer. Thank y'all for all being hey, here today. Brother Jay? Yes, brother sir. Jay. Um, I, I just wanted to share something with you guys. I, I know this is my first time being on here. I, I will watch you on YouTube all the time, man. And uh, uh, you know, the ministry has blessed me tremendously, man. Just, you know, just coming into the truth and, for three years, I, I, you know, since I moved from uh, West Virginia down to Florida, um, I, you know, that's when I let go of church entity uh, three years ago. But Yahuwah, and like you were saying, you got a call on your life. You got a call on your life. And when he start calling, man, I'm going to tell you, when your, when your Ruach is open to hear him, 
man, no matter what, you are not going to let nothing get in your way to walk in your purpose, man. And uh, I just wanted to share uh, Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six with you guys. A long mm -hmm. time ago, my brother had told me, he told me to totally rely upon sovereign truth. I said, is that trust? He said, yes, totally rely upon sovereign truth. It says, trust in Yahuwah with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Now I'm gonna put it this way, Jay, totally re rely upon sovereign truth mm. in Yahuwah. Mm. Totally rely upon sovereign truth in Yahuwah. That's it. That's all I got, man. <laughs> hey, 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 I can't let you. You hit us with that hot one. Just keep brother, <laughs> keep, keep brother Rick in mind. And brother Dwayne, give us a going out prayer here. I want you to pray for us. Yes, sir. And, and, and if you don't mix in, uh, mix in Mr. Rick, we'd appreciate that as you mix it in as we close out this Shabbat gathering. Bro yes, brother, sir. Go ahead. Yahuwah. Kodesh is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in the Shemayim. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us for our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us away from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. In Yahushua HaMashiach's name, hallelujah. Abba Yahuwah, right now we pray for our brother Rick, right now, we pray that you will be with him. We pray that you he will he will totally re rely upon sovereign truth to trust in you for all things, all things, Abba Yahuwah. It says, trust in you, O Abba Yahuwah, with all our hearts. His heart, touch his heart, renew his heart, renew his heart, O Abba Yahuwah. Change his heart. There's a heart change that needs to happen, not just not just physically, but spiritually, O Abba Yahuwah. Abba Yahuwah, I thank you for my brothers and sisters that are on Promote the Truth today. I thank you that I have made a connection uh, with the family here, with, with the tribe of Yahuda, where Yahuda, where Yahuda, where Yahuda, and we thank you. You are calling upon Yahuda. You are calling upon Yasharab to come home, Abba Yahuwah, and you are our home. You are our state. Your word says that your name is a strong tower. The name of Yahuwah is a strong tower, and the righteous run therein for safety. Oh, Abba Yahuwah, we thank you today for this gathering of the Shabbat. We thank you and continue to bless you and continue to magnify you and not be ashamed to call upon your name. We will continue to call upon the name of Yahuwah. I will bless Yahuwah at all times, and his praise shall be continually in our mouths. In Yahushua HaMashiach's name as we pray. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. You got me torn, man. You got me torn. I appreciate y'all. We love y'all with all our heart. Please, you know, make sure y'all spreading the word out there about the True Scripture Project. We need as much support as we can get. I've got a lot of folks that i got to get engaged on this project. So, if y'all remember that, if you go to Promote the Truth, click on Contribute, see the project, spread it to everybody that you're touching, go, you want to make impact, go ahead and sow into this True Scripture project so we can make as much impact as possible, as fast as possible. What a great prayer. I'm going to put some more content out. Brother Dwayne gets set us out on a great prayer, gave me some strength to be able to go deliver this. This message here is going to be 
a very challenging message to the, to the body because it's going to be called the power of persecution. I believe it's going to cause more spreading of Yahuwah's word because the people can get that emboldenment that they need, that power. We love y'all. Look at that little baby over there. Yeah, little oh, Yahoo over there with Amber. We love, we love y'all. Mm. Everybody have a great Shabbat Shalom. Everybody. Love you all, family.